Welcome to this week's episode of Everyday Thin Places. I'm Rachel Gallagher, and I'm an interfaith hospice chaplain. And I'm Elizabeth Ferrasso, and I'm a birth doula. And in each episode of Everyday Thin Places, we draw from our experiences supporting birthing people and dying people to explore with honesty, authenticity, and humor how we can all become more truly living people. All right, Rachel, last week I started with a confession. Mm-hmm. I can't help. I'm one of those people that's um, chronically transparent. So <laughs> here's another confession is that this is a, a co-confession is that it was not that many hours ago that we knew we were recording today and we didn't know what we were going to talk about. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. How many hours ago was that? Um, 8 a.m. to yeah. 1 p.m.? Yeah. About five hours. But we were inspired, and we wanted to be. We wouldn't do anything less than bring something that truly felt inspired to the ears of our listeners. But you helped to initiate that inspiration by the text you sent me this morning. I suppose. um, I mean, yeah, we decided on our recording time about a week ago, and I thought inspiration will strike and we will come up with a great topic that our listeners really need to hear about, and it just didn't happen. And so this morning, I texted you and said, I don't know what the heck we're going to record about. The only thing I can think about today is that I really want to take a bath. And inspiration then struck you somehow. I, I was not expecting you to then take that and run with it, but you have. And I think that you came up with a really great idea for something for us to talk about today. Yeah. So I, I didn't feel like getting a bath, so I wasn't totally feeling 100% (laughs) in tune, but I tried to turn my, my mind and my heart and just sort of quiet myself. Um, And I found myself doing something that I do most mornings, which is look at my Facebook memories. (laughs) And I had a Facebook memory that became a part of the inspiration. And this was actually a big part of our podcast already. We've done a, a four, um, four elements series. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about water a lot. We've talked about baths and water and submerging in water in different sort of um, different sort of capacities. But my Facebook memory that came up was um, a picture I had taken of uh, a poem about the four elements feel like it's actually so it's actually a celtic prayer so this is sort of the roots of everyday thin places when we were thinking about this podcast um a couple of years ago when we were doing our our early work bringing it together um so i'll just read the part about the water because this is a celtic prayer considering all four of the elements but it said dear peace of the running wave to you of water flowing rising and falling sometimes advancing sometimes receding. May the stream of your life flow unimpeded. Deep peace of the running wave to you. And so that sort of image of water, of knowing that you wanted to get into the bath. And I love this phrase. I remember this striking me two years ago when I first encountered this this prayer of the image of a wave that sometimes it's advancing and then it recedes and it advances and it recedes. And we love, I mean, not everybody loves the waves, but most people enjoy the ocean, enjoy the sound and the feel of the waves. And there's something so beautiful about sometimes advancing 
and sometimes receding and pulling back. And so when I got in my own shower this morning and was trying to just see um, how this might all fit together, I the word that came to mind was retreat. Mm-hmm. Retreat. I was like, I wonder, I really hope when I ask Rachel, I want to ask her, what did she, what did she mean? <laughs> Why did she need a bath? I really hoped that she was going to say, I just needed to escape. <laughs> I needed to get away. And that's, so we brought our conversation back together and that's what you said. Yeah. You asked me like, what is a bath for you? And that's pretty much exactly what I said. It's, it's alone time. It's time to just kind of be with myself and to escape from everything that I feel I need to escape from. Yeah. And so there's just those times where we need to retreat, Mm -hmm. where we need to escape a little bit. And especially in the busyness of life or when schedules or our own body or um, circumstances just make us have to sort of pull back. Mm-hmm. a little bit and so that's what we're talking about and that is just you'll see where this is going to grow we're going to start small and go big is what we decided so we're yeah. going to talk about these little retreats and stick with us to the end because it's going to get bigger and bigger and better um with a big announcement at the end spoiler alert spoiler alert yeah so tell me more like i i you know you answered me you gave me the answer i wanted to hear in one or two sentences about that idea of Mm -hmm. being by yourself taking care of yourself um tell me more about retreating and, and what that means so i guess it was um just really over the last few years i've really embraced the idea of taking a bath not because I feel like I need to um, clean myself necessarily. I mean, most times I take a bath. I've already had a shower that day. So it's not about like being dirty and needing to be cleaned. It's actually more about just having a spot where um, this time is set aside as different from the rest of my day. And I can choose what um, kind of distractions I want. So I'll be totally honest. A lot of times I do bring my phone with me into the bath. Um, it's not that I'm just completely shutting off from all distractions. Actually, a lot of times it's me scrolling Facebook in the bath, but doing it, um, I guess in a more intentional way, like I'm purposely choosing that that's what I'm going to do. Or, you know, I've been known to bring a book in the bath. Um, But yeah, it's like I'm setting aside this special place that I don't spend time in often um, for a special time where no one can really bother me. So my husband is not going to come and, you know, start talking about the grocery shopping that needs to happen this weekend. And the dogs are pretty much guaranteed to leave me alone while I'm in the bathtub. And so I can make that time whatever I want. And if I choose to scroll Facebook the whole time, that's okay. Because it's an intentional choice that I'm making. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, it can feel more sacred and spiritual than others. I definitely enjoy lighting candles. Sometimes I'll play some soft spa music and lower the lights and really make it like an inspirational time for me. Um, But more than anything, it's just a time to kind of regroup and 
and treat myself to some relaxation. And you shared with me in all of this uh, that you're not actually a big fan of baths. I'm not. I really don't. Like, I mean, I every once in a while, I don't have a great bathtub now. I grew up with a really great clawfoot mm. bathtub, and mm-hmm. I think I enjoyed baths then. And um, I don't. I've talked about this even with um, in the context of birth, and it's advice that I often give people. Um, they sort of imagine that they're going to have the best birth possible if they can get the room that has the jacuzzi tub in it, Mm. (laughs) which there's, you know, one of the really busy hospitals in the city that I've attended a lot of births at. Um, It has one room that has a jacuzzi tub. And I tell people all the time, don't worry if you don't get that room, because I will tell you from watching a lot of people give birth and from, um, and from, you know, my own experience giving birth is I love the shower. Hmm. And that is, that will be my retreat. I, I've sure, I'm sure I've said it on the podcast before. Um, if I don't feel well, if I am like having a really hard time with insomnia, I'll go take a shower in the middle of the night. There's something about the flowing water and that I can get it really hot because you can only get a bathtub so hot before you like feel like you're boiling (laughs) and so the shower and the movement of that water has been a retreat for me and so that was my place of retreat um like I locked the door I didn't care what my children who were home from school today I didn't care what they did or what they ate or what they fought about (laughs) I was going to go in the shower this morning um in part because I needed to get my get my mind and myself aware of what's even valuable to talk to our listeners about today. And it happens so much of that happens for me in the shower because um, I can't return emails in the shower. I can't, um, I can't do the task oriented things. I don't really, I mean, I'm getting myself clean. I'm oftentimes it is different from a bath. A lot of times in that, um, you know, there's a result that comes out of it. I do actually have to um, go from dirty to clean, but um it's, it's a place I can't really like, I'm never trying to multitask there mm-hmm. when I'm usually trying to multitask in almost everything else that I do. Yeah. And so, um, so water, I'm right with you on water being something that invites us into a sense of retreat. Mm-hmm. I like my water moving. That's really hot. That's <laughs> probably indicative of something, some sort of distinction between our two personalities. Yeah. We'll have to explore yeah. that more. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Like, I literally cannot think of another time in my life where I am not trying to do two things at once. Even my other relaxation um, rituals, I guess, or techniques are like, I'll sit down and watch TV and I'm also scrolling my phone at the same time or... Mm-hmm. Um, even sleeping, like I feel like anxiety comes up for me during sleep. And then I somehow like dream a to-do list. Um, But in the shower, all you can do really is get yourself clean and be with yourself. Yeah. So there is something really powerful about that. Um, So can I shock you? And everybody listening? I suppose. You're all going to be shocked to hear that I wanted to look up the origin (laughs) of the word retreat. Okay, I am not shocked one bit. (laughs) Um, So retreat 
comes from an old French word. Um, it's old French in its origin. Um, there's sort of a, a Latin um, version of it as well. Um, but the re meaning back, to go back, sure. and treat, um, the part that we turned into treat, um, actually is more like, a, um, it's, so I can't, I don't speak French. You're the, you're the one, you're the French expert, right? I can handle oh. the Spanish pronunciation. I took one semester of French and I did not do well. I will not tell you the grade I got. I passed, but barely. Okay. Wow. Um, it's like, so it's spelled T-R-A-H-E-R-E. So like a, I'll pronounce it in Spanish, like a trajere, um, <laughs> drawing back. So re being back and traje being a draw or to drag, which sometimes I think we have to be drug back. Mm-hmm. Um, so this idea that there's like a backwards motion mm-hmm. and this is, you know, we, you hear about retreating in a military context mm-hmm. really often, like we're going to, we're, we're retreating back as opposed to advancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, there's a sense of you're sort of taking a posture of, I think, having trust and faith when you retreat mm. because you're believing that it's a good and right thing to draw back. Well, that's interesting. I mean, that might explain part of why we don't give ourselves an opportunity for retreat more often um, because it does require a level of faith and trust that, you know, I can step away, I can step back and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And not just that, that not only is everything not going to fall apart if I step away, but something's going to happen when I step away that when we do that receding and we go back to that advancing, that I'm going to be better for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe sometimes it is, I'm going to be better for it. I'm doing that on purpose. Like, I know I need to be, I know I need to take care of myself. But sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes I think just suspending, suspending the expectation of what exactly that means, of how, mm-hmm. how it's going to work when you go back, where you just are like, I'm going to, I'm going to slip away. I'm going to I'm going to take a step backward and believe that somehow with my desire for f- ultimate forward progress that's where I'm going to get to mm-hmm. or that the back and forth is okay that you know I talk in birth we talk a lot of times I use the phrase two steps forward one step back sure. we talk about that's the physiology of pushing is that you are when you are pushing a baby out um, it is a two steps forward, one step back over and over again for um, a long time. People think, you know, babies pop out in three pushes in the movies. That's mm-hmm. the biggest lie ever. Um, that happens sometimes, but rarely. But um, it's about two hours at least of two steps forward, one step back mm. um, for a baby to be born. Wow. So, of course, in our lifetime, we're going to have these opportunities where we have to... Um, I think not be discouraged that we need to step back. Mm-hmm. It's part to, of the process. Yeah, yeah. It's not even yeah. It's not even a break from the process. It's part of the process. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's beautiful imagery. I mean, well, <laughs> the idea of <laughs> birth may be beautiful imagery to most people, maybe not to everyone. Um, yeah. But just thinking about like that's how our life begins. Mm-hmm. I mean. 
it's built into the whole thing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I think just some other things sort of surrounding the different words that were described to, to um, talk about this meaning of the word origin of retreat. Um, so it's pulling back or retracting is another way of thinking of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, when retracting, like if you think of certain things we retract, we like build potential energy in it to spring mm-hmm. it forward, like a bow and an arrow. That's exactly what I pictured as soon as you said that word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another, I loved this phrase. It's a step backwards because we leave the extremities. And so I know that you talked about, Rachel, how people's hands and feet will get cold in death because, you know, the warm blood leaves the extremities and goes back to the core. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes we have like all these extremities of our life schedule of the things that we're doing. And we just have times where we have to bring it all in. And the core of ourself, our heart, we come to the heart, we come to the gut. Uh We come to like the most essential human part of where we are and we don't worry about the extremities um, because we we know that there's something of value in that um, in that rootedness of the most essential things, Mm -hmm. not the most extreme. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So lots of lots of beautiful imagery when you start to pick apart the word and, and look at all the different other words that are used to describe this one word retreat yeah Yeah, i'm just struck by like all the different ways that we can retreat like like so you know we talked about just taking a bath taking a shower that can be 15 minutes out of your day that a retreat doesn't have to be this big grand fly across the world stay in some retreat center you know it doesn't have to be um a huge deal, I suppose. We can have little retreats throughout our day, which is really beautiful. I mean, that's, they can be our everyday thin places. I'm trying to think of other ways that we might experience retreat in, in small bites along, you know, along the course of our day or our week. I mean, I just think anytime we create a change of scenery for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We sort of snap ourselves out of that ordinary. Mm-hmm. We make something a little extraordinary. Um, one of my favorite places to retreat to, retreat to every chance I get, um, uh, usually with another person. Um, but if I can just go for a walk in the cemetery, mm-hmm. there's a big, beautiful, I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say it's a 22-acre cemetery, in southwest Philadelphia, um, just along the Schuylkill River. And um, I was missing out on it for a long time. I joke, I used to say that I thought it was all like dogs that bite and people that stab. (laughs) Because all I ever heard about it was people like that said, you know, they had a bad experience there when they were going for a jog. And I was so long for so long missing out on this really beautiful, amazing place. Um, This, um, this gorgeous cemetery. And um, for me, just the change of scenery of like, I'm going to leave my house mm-hmm. and I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to breathe fresh air. And um, it's that's a, that change of scenery is such a retreat for me where I can come back into whatever um, either mundane task or really 
something that uses a lot of emotion or uses a lot of um, just brain power to work through a problem. I'm mm-hmm. so much more ready for that after sometimes the simple change of scenery and taking a walk um, and connecting with a friend whenever I can. You know what I really love about that is that it doesn't cost any money. Yeah. Like sometimes we think about self-care and um, we think that it has to be a massage or a facial or um, you need a fancy bath bomb even for your bathtub. But what you're describing literally costs nothing and it just sounds so healthy in every single way. Um, And of course, my mind can't help but think about how beautiful it is that you're in a cemetery where people are laid to rest and um, they're in the ultimate retreat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a nice opportunity to reflect on your own life, too, and even think about like what your legacy is. And oh, oh, that's really I mean, I, you know, I am sad to say that I did not get to spend time there when I lived Mm. in that part of Philadelphia. Um, But I'm glad that you're doing it. It sounds amazing. Yeah. I was even thinking about when you said that sometimes you take a friend. I was thinking about I, I love being around other people. And so for me, a lot of times retreating and um, kind of recharging involves other people for me. So even just like a weekly date night with my husband, um, since we've moved, we've really most weeks set aside Friday as like a date night and it's a change of scenery. So during the week, I like to cook. We kind of have a a whole routine going on. Um, But on Friday nights, we go out and let somebody else cook for us and um, try new places and experience new cuisines. And um, it's just a really great opportunity for us to reconnect. Um, And then I was thinking, actually, um, in a couple weeks... I get to see three of my dearest friends from college and the four of us are going to cram into a hotel room at the beach and just spend two nights together. We don't really have any plans and that's a bit of a retreat, like reconnecting with people that know you well and um, just spending quality time in kind of a neutral setting. We talked about maybe doing it in one of our homes and we decided like, No, we want it to truly be kind of a vacation. And so we booked a hotel room and it'll be really lovely. Like you said, just to have a a change of scenery and to connect Mm -hmm. with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was thinking um, about the conversation we had a few weeks back, um, right at the beginning of the year um, with your friend Matt and talking about the storied church and how, you know, community and sharing of stories is a real way that people um it's not just the only way that you learn things that are essential for how you choose to live your life um but you know and that's a lot of what a church is doing is trying to help guide people um, but it's also building community because you share those stories and if you just go to a church with somebody Or if you go to work with somebody and you see them nine to five Monday through Friday in their buttoned up work, you know, attire, or Mm -hmm. you go to church with them and maybe a quick conversation before or after a service is the only chance you really have 
um, to connect with them. You don't really have those places to connect and to create those stories or to share those stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know we dabbled a little bit in that conversation with Matt. um, But I was thinking about retreats and thinking about growing up, the different retreats I've been on, whether it was work-related or if I was a part of a church community um, or even when I've like hosted events, uh, for other birth professionals. And there's just something about like getting people out of the element and all the, out of the atmosphere where they're used to interacting mm-hmm. with each other and seeing, I'm like, <laughs> as silly as it sounds to being like, Oh, like you also sleep and eat <laughs> and need a bathroom break and all these different things that are essential to being human that we sort of like forget that our coworkers or maybe the people that we um, are a part of a church community or a professional group with, you sort of don't think of them as like human in the same way that you're human. Yeah. And there's something about just like, it's on the schedule to share a meal. Mm-hmm. It's on the schedule to, um, you know, maybe participate in goofy games together um and all those sorts of things something about like going somewhere else where you just have a different set of expectations um it gives you a different perspective and i think it's a wider perspective Mm -hmm. and a a deeper perspective to where like you're not going to catch those deep glances into who someone really is or gain this wider perspective of the way that we belong to each other or the way that we each have our different part until you sometimes are taken out of your regular environment and you go out on a you go to a retreat with somebody so i think i think those are i think that's such a sacred and thin place experience whenever you get people together in a retreat setting. Yeah. You know, one thing I love about those settings is that mm, um, when you're a participant in a retreat, someone else has already like done the thinking about like, here's what the meals are going to be. Here's what we're going to have to offer people to drink. Here's, you know, like you can just really focus on whatever the purpose of the retreat is instead of worrying about, what you're going to eat, when you're going to have a break, like all of that is taken care of for you. And I just feel like that is um, maybe an overlooked uh, benefit to being on a retreat, you know, especially with like corporate retreats or, you know, work-related retreats, retreats where there's like a purpose where people are working together for, um, you know, on, on a task or something. Yeah, it's, it's team building. It's, you know, all those things. But also, it's just nice to have somebody meeting all of your needs, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even just for a day. Yeah. I've been um, kind of indulging in some pop culture retreat imagery. (laughs) So there's this show on Hulu that I kind of came around to a little bit late. I think it might have come out um, towards the end of 2021. It's based on a book, and it's called Nine Perfect Strangers, and um, it's it's a thriller, so I don't want people to think like, oh, I'll watch this show and I'll feel like I'm on this relaxing retreat. That is not what it is, um, but in the first episode, I definitely found myself thinking like, I want to go to a place like that. It's this very fancy retreat center where people have to be invited to even participate, and... Um, it's called Nine Perfect Strangers because there are nine strangers that show up at this retreat center. Um, and 
in the second episode, they did this exercise, which I, I feel like this was like the starting point of knowing like things are not um, going to go according to what you would perhaps want on a retreat. But in the second episode, one of the exercises that they do is they dig their own graves and then they lie in those graves. And it's a reflection exercise where they are told, like, now you're going to have this powerful experience by thinking about who will miss you and what are you leaving behind when you die. So I don't want to dig my own grave and lie in it. I just don't <laughs> I just don't want to do that. But I do think there is something you know, there's there's something powerful in reflecting in that way, and that can happen on retreat. Um, you know, we can ponder death, and that can help put life into perspective, and, um, you know, it can bring up some powerful feelings, even some anxiety, but I think it's important to take some time to wrestle with those feelings and um, to try to kind of connect with our feelings around death. Um, so I'm not recommending going to a retreat center like the one in Nine Perfect Strangers, but it was fascinating to watch like all of the different exercises that they did and the ways that they practiced retreat. And I know that there are really fancy retreat centers um, that are not, you know, creepy and crazy like the one in the movie but that do offer like these really incredible experiences that might be you know I say that I don't have a bucket list but that might be some sort of long-term goal for me is to go yeah. and experience like a fully immersive experience at a retreat center where it's really posh <laughs> yeah um so until then, I'll keep taking my baths and um, retreating in small ways. But I think I'm going to set that kind of as an, an intention for myself for the future. So we also have an intention that we we're setting that we are including and inviting everybody who's listening to. Um, I wonder what it could be. <laughs> I wonder what it could be. So, I mean, we've said this for a long time. We've joked about, um, we joked about having, you know, our first Everyday Thin Places retreat up at the Herkimer Diamond Mine, um, which I don't know. I'm still not saying that that's out of the question. And it's certainly not out of the question to that it would be, I think, a beautiful vision, something we would love to do to have an in-person semi-posh <laughs> retreat Um with an everyday thin places community that we would love to plan and invite people to. But I know what we can do and we can do this year and that people can go to our website and click and find out more about and sign up for is that we can host an at home retreat. Yes. Um, and we will, and we are going to host. So we're not saying the date right now because between now and when we publish this is when we're going to determine that date. Um, but wouldn't it be fun, listeners, I'm talking to you all now, wouldn't it be fun to have a date and some hours on your calendar set aside mm -hmm. and to just show up and to just log on mm -hmm. and to just open up a box that was sent to you 
with all the things you will need for your retreats and have an everyday Thin Places retreats um, guided by Rachel and Elizabeth. Yay! This is a kind of a big deal. I think it is. I think, you know, we well, we would love the big, big deal of like to do something in person. This is the intermediate step that yes. allows us to actually make it happen and to make it accessible and to make people that are um, on all parts of the well i mean i we'll, we'll pick the best time that we can that can include the most <laughs> time zones that we can't yeah. include every time zone around the world unless we're asking some people to get up in the middle of the night which you can get up in the middle of the night um <laughs> to join us but um it's a way that our listeners could connect with each other mm-hmm. um and that we will have um an experience curated Yes. And some gifts and some tools curated to give you the chance to step back, mm-hmm. even if you're in your own home, um, that you'll be able to um, have this retreat experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go to our website. Like when you finish listening to this episode, mm-hmm. go to our website and find out more details about this. Um yeah, this is kind of a big announcement. I'm really excited. This is fulfilling one of our big goals for this. I mean, I think um, something that we're both passionate about is creating a community. Mm-hmm. And this is a big step toward really making that happen. So I'm excited. I hope that our listeners are excited because I really want to connect with you all. Mm-hmm. And we promise it will be everything that a retreat should be it will be an opportunity to pause to reflect to breathe Um, and one thing that I think is important to recognize about retreat is that it should ultimately empower you to move forward like we said it's it's that idea of pulling back the bow with the arrow and so one of the goals will be to empower you to move forward in all of the ways that you need to move forward after the retreat. So we're retreating in order to advance. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I think there's more to be said about advancing for those of you that are subscribed (laughs) and will automatically get the next episode showing up in your podcast queue. Yes. So go to our website, check out the information about this retreat, make sure that you're subscribed to our podcast so that you won't miss our next episode where we're going to kind of talk about the next step. Thanks for joining us. Now it's our turn to hear from you. So would you do us a big favor and go into your podcast app and rate us? Even better, would you write us a glowing review? That will help other listeners to find us. And make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. You can also visit our website at everydaythinplaces.com where you will find all sorts of fun and interesting information, as well as learn about how you can help to support this podcast and earn special exclusive perks. There you will also find links to follow us on social media, or else just pop directly over to Instagram or Facebook where you will find us at Everyday Thin Places. Thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Rachel. Bye. Bye.